I'm going to have an image put up there on the screen for you. And this is our second graders, and they are in adoration. And their teacher is actually right smack dab in the middle of our church today. And she takes them to adoration so that she can have the God of the universe speak to them in their hearts. Isn't that amazing that the God of the universe sees you and wants to speak to you? And whatever your situation is right now, whatever you're going through, the struggle, the petition, the joy, whatever that is, God, the God of the universe is focused on you and how beautiful that is. The title of this homily is Found, question mark. Have you been found? Have you let yourself be found by him? Just a word on adoration and the chapel. It's just one word, two letters. Go. Go. Let him get to you. Let him change your life. Let him set you on fire with truth. A truth that will not be denied, that will not be extinguished, that will only go stronger as you become more conformed to that truth. That's what God has for us. He wants to find us. Now, when I, I grew up at 410 West Main Street, Sublimity, Oregon, I'm a country boy, and we had 35 kids in four houses in our neighborhood of four houses, 35 kids. So we were kind of big deals in Sublimity, Oregon, because we had an in-ground pool, and there was only one other family, the Russells, on the other side of town, all a mile away, that had one. And one day, my dad was out there, my dad and mom, who had eight boys, and he was out there, and he was lifeguarding the pool, and he's looking around, all these kids splashing around, kids everywhere, left and right. He's looking around, and he finally determined, not one of these kids is mine. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but both him and my mom knew that we could, in some ways, really get lost on his watch. I mean, we could have been anywhere. We could be in the foothills of the Cascade Mountains. We had motorcycles. We had cars. We had bikes. We had friends. Who knows where even one of his kids was? But there was someone who did. Exactly. And that's what they gave us. And because they gave me and us that, I'm set. And that's what you do, parents. You let your kids be found in Christ. You take them to adoration. And let the God of the universe speak to them truth that cannot be taken away. So let him find you. Let him find us. In the liturgy, liturgy, there's, uh, we are seeking presence. We are seeking relationship. And presence in the Latin means to turn to. So to turn to. Like the God of the universe turns towards us. How amazing is that? He, he, he's looking at us, and he sees us to bless us. Pope Benedict XVI had a beautiful teaching on the whole idea of Advent. Advent comes from the Latin, which means coming, so the coming of Christ. But in the ancient world, there was, uh, was the whole idea of, there was this whole idea of waiting, uh, that there would be a, an arrival of a functionary, or the visit of the king or the emperor to a province. And... It would be the coming of a divinity, which goes out of concealment to manifest itself with power. Well, we Christians adopted that advent 
to express, express our relationship with Christ. Jesus is the king who enters the poor province of our world. And don't we see that left and right in the news, in the media, when we look in the mirror? The poor province of our world. We live in a broken world. We have broken hearts. And he comes to visit so that we can participate in his advent, so that we can participate in his coming. He says God is here. He has not withdrawn from the world. He has not deserted us, even if we cannot see him or touch him. Advent includes the notion of visit. God visits me. God visits you. He does not see a crowd so much. He does not get lost on you. But he enters my life. He turns towards me in his love, face to face. And he addresses me with something specific and something significant. He has a perfect plan and way for us. I remember when my friend shared with me Psalm 56, verse 8. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears into your bottle. He's known every tear of yours. Not one tear that has dropped from your face to the ground was he not there in full love and fidelity to you. The God of the universe keeping track of our worries and our tears. There is nothing unnoticed to him in every detail cared for. And what is this? What's it all about? As always, personal relationship. Personal relationship. Personal relationship with Jesus Christ, the God of the universe. And every day is an event, a gesture that God directs us, his care and his detailed plan. It is specific and it's significant. It's not weak. It's not half-hearted, ambivalent, but infinite care in every detail, every last tear. And we're invited to journal to eternity, to take an interior diary of how God makes us perceive something of his love, to see our whole existence as a visit where God can come to us, close to us in each situation, always giving us hints of who he is. We want to be found in his pouring out his love on us. You're all given a little card. You don't have to turn to it now, but as you came in, if you didn't have that, and the card is to write things down. What are you speaking to you in your heart? I can't tell you how excited, I mean, that's probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, is that the God of the universe, he loves me so personally that he would speak to me in my personalness and my life and what I'm going through exactly and beyond words. And this is the God that wants us to come to life as he comes with his advent. And that he can find us in adoration waiting for him. So this is given to you because if I just speak to you a homily, that's just one sense. But if I speak to you a homily and you write something down, that's two more senses. That's sight and that's touch. And it's going to become much more a part of you and we're going to become much more valuable for this world that has no idea, that has no idea that God's alive. That the, the, the world that thinks God is just dead and we live in the midst of that, and that we can expect hope 
because that's who our God is. That's the God of revelation. And that the present is gifted with meaning. It is full of meaning. My brother Tom came up with this good one in prayer. I love it. The God of the universe spoke to him. He said this, prayer is silence, pregnant with presence. Prayer is silence, pregnant with presence. Specific and significant. But our world lives in nihilism, doesn't it? Nihilism means everything means nothing. And that's what life is without the Holy Spirit speaking to us the words of God. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to us the word of God, everything means everything. Everything. Everything counts infinitely what we do. So back to our second graders, and Mrs. Martinez, taking them before Jesus to listen to him. I thought about the difference between teaching and praying. Teaching is gaining information about something, but praying is growing in relationship with God. It's the exchange in prayer of hearts and life, and not just ideas, which cannot and never will be able to save us. So the second graders were just instructed to tell Jesus what was on their hearts. The first one commented while they were still there in adoration, I've never been here before, but it just feels holy. The class is on fire afterwards, and they didn't have to share anything. It was a personal thing that they were writing down. But here's what a little boy and a little girl said afterwards back in the classroom. Dear Jesus, I've always wanted to meet you, so now my dreams have come true. Have yours? Have your dreams come true? Come, let us adore him. Jesus is not a cookie. He's not a cracker. His blessed sacrament is a savior of the world ready to pour out his word on us so that we can have that fullness of life. Second comment. Dear Jesus, thanks for giving up everything you ever had for me. Do we know this in our bones? They're seven years old and they get it. And they're showing us a way, a child shall lead them. It's all for us. Decisive direction, an infinitely better way. Are you tired with the scraps? Are you tired with this just the the superficialities? Are you tired with that Christmas is just about food and presents? Material things? Pray to be found. Jesus sees you. Jesus knows you. Jesus loves you. Jesus pursues you. Jesus fulfills you. Be in the word of God. Be in the scriptures. And then I encourage us, we Often, we try to get to Jesus on our own. We need to do it as families and friends and community. So I encourage you, I'm going to give you a little bit of time here at the end of the homily to write things down that he's speaking to you. 
but I encourage you to ask three questions together so that, that, that God can work through that, that gathered power. First one is one thing you're thankful for. What's one thing you're thankful for? Use this as your prayer. You can do this for always. One thing you're thankful for. And make sure it's a new thing each time you're thankful for something. One thing you're thankful for, but a new thing each time. Jesus sighting. What is your Jesus sighting? How have you seen Jesus come into your life, reach down to you and touch your heart through a hug, through a word, through an through a action, through a phone call, through a text? And then the third, which we talked about last week, is what can I pray for you for? These three things. And you watch the God of the universe speak. It's much more important to pray than to talk about prayer. Just pray. We don't have to analyze it and figure out exactly what it is. Just come before the Lord with your heart. You're not lost on God. He has his unbroken, infinite attention on you. He wants to bless every struggle, every petition. When we pray, we find that he is holy and that our dreams come true and that he has given up everything he has ever had to give his heart to us. May others find that you have been found by Jesus.